Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hello, my name is Emmanuel. Hey, what's up? My name is Michael. And you are listening to the Class Prefect. Are you ready? And, you know, I've been told I look manageable. Like, I'm not ugly. <laughs> Think like a man acts like a Nigerian. <laughs> anyway. The Class Prefect. That was such a dead end. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Wait. No, because I was shook that we both said that same time. I was like, what the fuck is happening again? Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of The Class Prefix. This is a bonus New Year episode. We hope your 2021 is off to a decent start. Um, we're bringing you another special interview or profile today. And um, today I'm joined by um, a very special guest from a company called Heimdall Technologies based in Abuja. And, um, I will let him introduce himself now and tell you a bit about his company. Hi, Manuk. Um, hi, guys. Hi, everyone. My name is Undu Ekumadu, um, CEO and founder at Hemdal Technologies. Um, so we've, we've been in existence for about uh, four years now, and uh, we've, we've focused so much of a value chain as an agency, digital agency, on uh, how, we, how we help brands to scale and grow within a very competitive um, digital economy. So um, over this conversation, I'm hoping we get to throw more light into the value chain we're providing and how we've utilized design strategy and technology to grow a few companies, uh, very notable ones and a few um, the strong SME brands that we've also put a lot of support system to uh, at the end of the day. Okay, that sounds great. That sounds great. So, um, as 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 we always start the show with like a kind of um, highlights reel of you know either your life or your career. Yeah. But I think it's a different kind of show. Um, I want to ask you about how you um, um, how you went about coming up with the idea for the company why you thought you know this is something that was necessary and how like you went about bringing it to life yeah so um, mostly uh, i've been before i got to start the company in, um, in 2016 so um i've been i've been around other brands um basically doing mostly what i'm doing now but uh spending a larger part of my time not um focused on how on, on running the day-to-day -day activities but specifically on how do they scale? So what I was doing was over time, I started noticing patterns and those patterns were the strategies I was able to put in place, um, my metrics on how I was able to provide very aesthetic designs or technologies or build technologies that were very um, intuitive and functional and necessary to help the company scale. I understood how vital that was, right? And um, as, a, as a creative and someone who is um, with a very solution-driven mindset, a, a very strong sense of um, pride in what I was doing came through, and I understood why not just do why instead of doing this for um, say one or two different brands, uh, how many can you get to cover within your career path or career timeline, right? So, I was looking out for ways on how I can distribute this same process, the same model that I've applied for a few companies, and they've really grown um, in in seven figures in Naira, anyways. And um, and how I can do that for so many other businesses, right? We're living in a third world country, Nigeria, whereby um, a lot of businesses are, are struggling every day, 
right? And we, we always want to see what, what can we do to put ourselves ahead of the game. And uh, that, that's basically one of the first things that, that drove uh, my notion to start the company. And that's why uh, even within our, our slogan as a brand, you, you hear us say things like the, the unified brand experience. And that's not just a slogan. It's, it's more of a way of life for us because we're so focused on utilizing um, design, strategy, and technology on how we get to grow brands constructively. Because we get to see a lot of people who, are, who have very aesthetics and very clean designs, but very poor technology mm-hmm. backing them up. So we get, we get to questions mm-hmm. like, oh, what can we do to help us? Um, now we have, we have great designs, or, but we, we don't have the technology to back that up. Or we don't have the strategy. Sometimes, a lot of times, you get to have businesses who probably have very great technologies. They have good design, but there's there's a missing soul out of that process, and that's the strategy on how to apply these things to the market. So uh, we get to come through with with that as a very vital solution, and that's why our mission is very clear cut. How do um, it's on how we connect people, uh, how we grow brands, and how we increase RIO for your investment. So for us, it, what we regard as a success to being in any form of, being in any form of partnership or being a digital partner to um, so many businesses is how we can help you build technologies that connect people, right? And how we get to also build your brand as a whole. And more importantly, how do you make returns on those investments that you've committed to? Okay, that's, that sounds very interesting. So do you work with um, solely businesses or businesses and individuals like for example you know an influencer or a celebrity or something like that or is this strictly or for companies and for businesses um so so practically our business our business model is a b2b right and over time we evolved that to a b2c b2b2c and that's because we started having interactions with direct customer engagement or direct individuals um but i would still say a larger subset of our clientele on a larger part of, of the people we've provided solutions to are business-centric individuals, right? Or maybe individuals that have businesses. But we've also had um, very constructive and very interesting success stories with individuals who want to build themselves as a brand. As an individual, they want to build a brand. And that's mm-hmm. where um, we, we've been taking out a, a larger sector of our business towards PR uh, and not just on the digital agency or the technologies and so designs you need but we've also started working on with with individuals on how you can grow your public identity on corporate communications and so many other things alike yeah but i asked that because i think especially you know with us doing even with us on the podcast and people in this um generation there seems to be the rise of um having yourself personal brand whether you're an influencer or trying to be an influencer yeah. or a celebrity it seems like um, nowadays it's just as important even as a business owner yeah you know the people who um who find that when you grow your personal brand or try and make your personal brand exciting yeah. that trickles over to your business so and everything else important as a business as well yes so, so, so I think it's very interesting, but I think most people who are creatives, you know, I count myself as that as well. Yeah. Um, usually when it comes to the business side of things, we fumble because, you know, our, our thing is just to create the work. Yeah. But we don't really know how to get it out there. Yeah. True. And how to make it work for us and monetize it and things like that. So I think it's very interesting that people are working um, in that space now, especially somewhere like Nigeria, you know, where, where usually one of the 
um, last ones to jump on bandwagons. And, you know, by the time we catch on to something, the whole world is already doing it. Yes. Okay. So, um, so let's talk about the, the tech space. So are you a, um, like a coder or a tech person or more? on the business side, which you consider open? Well, I, I, I would always regard my um, secret sauce or magic wand as um, my business side, right? But I've, I've had, over, my, over, over the years, I've had to pass through all of those phases from being a photographer at some point to being a designer mm-hmm. to being a software engineer and also being a business strategist, right? But um, over time, what I've also understood is they are all important because uh, being a tech consultant, which is what I will most likely regard myself as, a tech consultant and a product designer, all, basically all of the experiences I've had to grasp over the years, have all play, they all play a very big role every single day in what I do. So um, I won't easily just jump on saying, oh, I'm a software engineer. I, I, I get to code, no doubt, right? But... Uh, that's not all I do, or that's not where my major focus is always in, because uh, we have so many talents. Nigeria is blessed with so many talents. And sometimes the question yeah. comes out with, uh, this guy is a really good developer. So why, why, is he not, why is he not Zuckerberg here? Why is he not? So you understand that there's a lot of things that go outside of just being an engineer that's required for you to mm-hmm. scale, not just financially, but, uh, but also as a business, right? So... Um, as much as I easily want to identify as one, uh, there's a lot more. I, I really want to say I'm more of a tech consultant. And that comes through with um, uh, the, the fact that I'm very good at design, very good with technology as well, and also good at business. Okay, okay. That, that's, that's great. And I ask that because, um, so I'm, I'm sure you heard about um, Stripe. Yeah. Acquiring hey. Slack um, a few weeks ago. And... Um, Something that I found interesting from that story was how, you know, everyone from the government to certain individuals jumps on the bandwagon to like, you know, praise them and to hold them up. <laughs> but I feel like in, you know, certain spaces, you know, I mean, my formal degree is in environmental science. Yeah. And when I came back to Nigeria, I know that's green engineering and things like that are not really where Nigeria is at now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very hard. To, it, it's still hard, you know, to get people to care or to invest in what you're doing. Now I'm in the podcasting and media space. Podcasts are also not really big here yes. in Nigeria, you know, for now. But um, it seems that we always need, I don't know whether it's an international stamp of approval before things here start moving. But my question is, you know, because there are many people and many companies, like in Silicon Valley, like in America, right? They don't wait for any approval from any other body or country. If you go there with an idea, mm-hmm. And it makes sense and you can scale it, you're very likely, you know, to do really well. Yeah. But in Nigeria, there's so many things I hear and see. People are doing so many great things, but it seems like um to get people to pay attention, you need some kind of international or some kind of big name to either throw their weights behind you. Like there's very small companies in America that start small. And because of the value that they bring and people see that this company makes sense, right? Yeah. They gain traction like organically. Yes. True. Seems here, what I've seen is difficult to kind of have that kind of organic, oh, you're doing something that makes sense. You're doing something that's necessary. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, it seems like till something happens, you know, big that you quote unquote blow, Mm -hmm. 
people now start to pay attention to what you're doing. And I know that is a factor of different things from our government to how things work here. But what do you think um, about the tech space in Nigeria in general and how, how, how it works and how it can be improved? So, being really honest, the focus so much was on oil some seven years, mm -hmm. six, seven years back, right? But yeah. what, what happened was the technology as a, as a whole decided to take the bull by the horn, right? You, you, you've, yeah. you've, at the early stages, I think we had a lot of, um, uh, we had a lot of engineers having to do so much for less, right? A few, a few, a few of them still get to do that. But the point is, there was so much not there, there wasn't so much appreciation to the solution they were providing, which is the first thing you were saying. But for mm -hmm. that value chain to come through, it, it's a constant battle that you need to push forward with, right? Um, I, I think at some point you get to hear when, when maybe someone gets to say, "Oh, I want to build a website," and you tell the person, "Oh, I want to um, probably I, I want you to pay hundred thousand." You start hearing conversations like, mm -hmm. what? No, why would I do that? Or things like when you tell someone you want to do a logo and you're saying you want to do it for, say, 30000 or 50000 it seems like you're cutting someone's head off, right? But now you have people mm -hmm. billing for just logos at 300 500 You see people building websites for almost a million naira and more, right? But what's mm -hmm. happening with that is people are getting to understand the value of, uh, of that space. Mm -hmm. So technology as a whole has gotten a, some kind of break. Not a full break, but at least... The, it's now very recognized that there's a value to what these people can do or there's value to what this industry can do, right? And that flows across so many industries. Look at agriculture for one. Um, I, 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 for one, I, I have two first degrees, right? One of my first degrees were, were, were in, was in agricultural economics, right? And, mm -hmm. and you have a lot of people um, previously that were like, oh, no, I don't want to be a farmer or I don't want to do anything that's going to soil me. And, that, and it had to do with mindset. But by the time when um, we started having people refine the thoughts around farming, which is come, you're feeding everyone. And this is something that we're so blessed with, right? And we started seeing the likes of um, Farm Crowdy and Co and agriculture investment firms uh, here and there. People started understanding the value chain around it. This is something probably Abbasanjo was doing a long time ago, right? So the point I'm trying to drive is um, it takes a while for certain industries to catch up, maybe better than others. Most time, people want to probably see. Um, some big threat happen before they make a big move. Like, for example, um, 2021 basically is going to have a large inflow of technology. Uh, be generally, not just within Nigeria, a lot of people are going to be very vast towards it because what 2020 taught us was for without technology, the world wouldn't have been connected together. It would have probably been at a complete mm -hmm. standstill. Despite how much uh, mental depression a lot of people had to go through, it would have been a lot more worse without technology, right? So, yeah. so uh, you, trust me, even with it, we would, through, through that period, we had tons of individuals reaching out saying, oh, I want you to build something like Zoom for me. I want you to build Google Meet for me. Yes, trust me, it was always like a constant call. At some point, we had to like route a different um, department specifically just to filter that. And that was because, not, not because the ideas didn't like, seem sound, but because we were like, you're trying to build a technology when it's needed. You have to build it ahead of time, right? Just, just like uh, the, the tools we're, we're using now for, um, or just like the podcast we're having right now. It, it might not seem like a mm -hmm. big industry at the moment, uh, but 
in, in a few years, and the same thing happened with um, with Apple Music and Apple Radio, right? It wasn't such a big deal. Mm-hmm. By the time Apple started spending a lot of time diversifying into music, it took a very big jump. And so many people who probably had their stuff on Apple Music, it, it made a very big hit for them. So um, sometimes certain industries take a while to catch up. And uh, it's not so bad, right? But uh, of course, you want to, to always make things as fast as possible for them to pick up the same way others are picking up. But it might not always be at the same pace. That's the reality of things, right? But uh, regardless of that, I think we don't always need, we don't necessarily always need uh, foreign approvals to make the big break. I think the big break, um, if, we're, if we're being very practical about the Paystack thing was, it, it made a big break with regards to investment, not necessarily technology. Technology has been accepted for quite a while. I think even Andela played a big role with that, right? So what, uh, mm-hmm. But techn- investment being accepted, the fact that people will feel like, oh, I can put in my money into a particular industry for say, uh, the next three to five years, and I'm okay with paying, putting a huge amount, came from the fact that you're seeing a lot of big bodies coming to now invest huge amount of money and that that changes the mindset i think that's what mostly i think the pay for using the pay stack scenario uh, that did right mm. yeah but but uh, technology acceptance i think has happened a, a longer time before that so same same is happening with uh, previously most of us weren't so big on ux designers or the, the necessity for you to do product design before building technologies but now you're seeing a lot of startups having to build product design. It probably helps them even work on their pitch deck, do a very large amount of presentation. But more importantly, it helps them have a very clear notion on what they want to build before they even start writing one line of code. And now people are seeing how important it is. And most of most technologies that are coming up, you don't see them building, going ahead to just start building whatever they like without having to work with a product designer to develop all of that, or UX designer, UX developer to work to design all of that out. Yeah, that, that that makes a lot of sense. I think it's kind of like it's a. It sounds like it's sometimes a waiting game. Yes, exactly. but I definitely feel you know. Yeah. Like there, there are definitely things that I feel you know as a as a millennial young person. I feel there are ways, and as someone who has had the opportunity to school abroad and mm-hmm. school here as well. Yeah. I think the definitely ways in which our government can encourage um, that this kind of space to yeah, because sure. what you said is true our government has been focused on oil for so long yeah. and um the the fact of the matter is many people don't realize that oil is a finite resource you know no matter how much you have at some point even if it's 100 years in the future mm-hmm. it's going to run out yes so if you don't diversify your economy when that happens is going to be like you know yeah look at the bike look at the bike for example with all of, with all of the oil they're paying so much heavy mm-hmm. attention towards technology now, building a yeah, heavy tourism. amount of machine learning and artificial intelligence and real estate as well. And they're responding to tourism as well. So you're saying they're, they're trying to maximize all form of resources they can lay their hands on. And um, it's, it's not something we can deny. An economy or the government of an economy is very essential to its growth, right? It's, it's almost unavoidable because... Uh, when, when you look at uh, when you look at how it's been managed, that's the first thing. You want to also look at management. You want to look at um, resources, right? For for one, mm-hmm. um, if you're ever making comparison within the power sector, why a lot of people keep screaming? I think I think when, when most businesses keep screaming, power is an issue. I think in the, most individuals understand the integrities of those conversations. When you're probably running a mechanogen and like in in a month you're already burning about 150,000 water of diesel. 
And mm-hmm. on constructs that if you're probably using like the uh, ADC light, you probably feel like, oh, I'm using about 40,000 worth or 50,000 worth of um, of recharge on, on your, uh, your prepaid meter, mm-hmm. right? And you, you, when you look at the difference and what that figure could do for your business, if you probably reinvest yeah. that, that's tremendous. It's a lot. And you're doing that throughout the year and you run your business year in, year out, three, five years. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money you could have put into so many other things to grow your brand. And, and, and I think that's where a lot of Nigerians get very bitter because also it affects um, that development pace we're looking for. Yeah. Definitely. I think, yeah, I think so. So there are many great um, points, but I'm excited for the future in Nigeria because I feel like, you know, even with with the whole NSAS thing we had, it seems like the generation that's coming up is much more... Aware. We're very uh, much aware. Aware. Yes. Much more aware and That you don't know about. (laughs) That's the first thing. I think that's what's been happening before. Exactly. I think the, the great thing with the internet and where it is now is that information travels so fast and you can share things quickly without you know ha- having to leave your house or having to walk around or having to find a news network to carry your story. Okay. Literally, you can go on Twitter, create a thread, and it can spread like wildfire. Yeah. And I think that just shows how social media um, has become such a force. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people feel it has a lot of negative impact, but um, I think at, at the moment, the positive energy around it or the positive impact is created in connecting the world and making the world a smaller place is, is um, it's not something we can even... Yeah, with negatives, I think. Yeah, I think definitely balances out the trolling and everything. So my question around that is, with you know with building your brand as a business or as an individual yeah um how important is social media and how do you feel um people should are either utilizing it well or things they can do to make better use of social media for their brands yeah so um as an individual right by default setting i most likely want to be like the whole um i want to be like in the whole shadows of oh you know what let's just focus on growing business business. and um, creating that functionality that they need to to pull through, right? But as a business owner at the same time, I understand how vital digital strategy, not just social media, digital strategy as a whole, plays a big role Mm -hmm. as as an individual and just personal branding and for the business, right? Because um, we get to learn a lot. A larger part of, I for one, uh, I think before I later had to get a degree in tech, um, when I started initially, I, I started as like, you know, basically where you get to like hustle your way through things, learn on the internet, get things from book, books and a couple of softwares from here and there from friends and all of that. And, but, but now that's not the case. We have a very large learning community on the internet, right? And, 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 that, and that doesn't just flow across websites. That flows even across, uh, you could literally be on, depending on who you're following on, on social media, you could constantly learn so much from them, from business to cocaine, so many industries, right? So even mental health and personal living and all of that, right? So I feel yeah. like the one of the biggest things as a business is you want to be on social media and you also want to engage very well on social media because you 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 want to key into that community. 
it's you it's like having a market right and you don't want to sell your you don't want to sell your commodities in your bedroom you have to take it to the market you have to take it to uh, the mall where every other buyer and seller is and that's where you want to interact right if you bring it if you have a very great commodity say you're selling pineapples and they're so nice and juicy and fresh and you can't put them right in front of your house or let's say inside your bedroom and expect someone's going to buy no one's going to see you right so the more important thing everyone needs to understand is um social media or digital digital strategy is still a form of marketing as a whole because uh, it's just marketing from a different for a different audience or people who are basically come to the internet and that's why most times i don't necessarily trash down traditional marketing as much as it seems very stressful it also has its mm-hmm. audience because um, you can't be talking about how you want to market to a woman that doesn't have a camera phone maybe it's most likely a touch light phone and she's always in the market from there she's probably going to her house and um, and she knows how to read anyways she knows how to read and write but she's probably not going to see that ad you're doing on your phone and if you if she's your target audience you most likely want to have someone physically go meet her talk to her educate her or give her a flyer or something or maybe even have like some um market brand umbrella branded umbrella that you want to share with her right so you you always want to understand the value chain around each of these markets but specifically on social media right it's very vital every one of us um is there in as much as we want to put caution on how we use it so it's not of course mm-hmm. used but more importantly we need to understand that there's a community that helps to bring people together it makes the world a very connected and smaller place right uh, people have found mm-hmm. um a larger part of their fortune and a breakthrough right for their lives through this through this means from artists that got to connect with each other through just like maybe connecting to each other and maybe dming and next thing someone gets to be like yeah. oh okay you know what I, I want to have you on my team right to mm-hmm. a, a larger part of my 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 uh, my my core management team i probably never got to like have like a constructive interview around them right most of them were probably through social media means i like going to like reach out to them and like oh i like what you do i see the value chain that you provide would you like to be on my team and it was as easy as that and like oh yeah i love the ideas that the brand has and i would also be part of it as well and mm. that and that yeah and we've been like that for we've been like that for years apart from maybe junior team members but which probably have to go to like interview process and all of that but that yeah. has proven that has provided a very strong point for for so many businesses to grow mine is probably just one small picture out of many right so uh, i feel social media cannot be overemphasized yeah so i think with the what i hear you saying is you have to be intentional very about deep. how you use yes very all this yes not just random yeah definitely and let me mention something a few minutes ago that i found very interesting because um one of the side jobs i do because you need many jobs to survive in nigeria mm-hmm. now um is social media management yeah so i manage social media pages um mostly for restaurants and more leisure like businesses okay. but this in uh, 2020 i found out that many uh, actual like formal businesses were also getting into the space of um looking for social media managers and things like that and i found you mentioned something called digital strategy and digital marketing yeah which is a term i see around on many job applications and resumes and i think most people think that digital marketing just means social media yes 
So can you just give a brief you know, explanation of what digital marketing includes? Because I, I, I feel like from what you said, it's more than just managing yeah, Instagram. So, so let's look at this this way, right? So digital marketing mm-hmm. is more of the execution, right? But for because we, we also we touched a very small base on the word intention, right? And that mm-hmm. intention lies within, that intention is the, the strategy itself. Because before you're making a particular move, before you're making a particular action, you're already, you already have a mindset around it. You want to get a particular result out of that. So mm-hmm. the execution is your, um, the execution is your KPI, right? And that, that's more of your key performance indicator that you want to execute. And the result you get out of it is your key performance indicator or your result, your result or indicator that you want to also get back. So when you're making a move, when you're making a, so when you, that, that's why when you when you do things like um, sponsored ads, right? What happens yes. is you setting up that ad is the, the digital market or the social media and digital marketing part of, the digital strategy marketing part of things. But when you, basically you doing that means you're expecting a particular thing to happen. And that's why you get to see things like the questions that are being asked on, do you want to get leads? Do you just want people to visit your website? Do you want to people yeah. chat with you? So those are results mm-hmm. that you want to get. And that holistic body is that holistic action from your intention or strategy to the execution and the result coming back is the strategy. So when we when you have a lot of corporate companies say, um, let, let, let's use let's use um, let's use Airtel for one, right? Before Airtel TV mm-hmm. was introduced, we had we had them dropping um, drama series bits and pieces on ads and things like that about the mm-hmm. in-laws yeah. and things like that. I don't know if you probably saw that then. Yes, I about the loading. I, mean, I think it was like a special um, data bundle that they had. Yeah, exactly. People are waiting. that was launched, basically the, the idea yeah. what they were doing, they were trying to make, they were basically trying to cling to people's psychology around family utilizing data together. Right, having a, a family bundle you can put at home and not just focus on the bundle I get to do for myself on my phone and take out. You need to have like internet that is at home so that your mom mm. can, your grandmom or your in law, your mother in law can get to watch Netflix. Right, so ba- basically, and that was very intentional. Right, and what that do, what, what that, that, that basically did for that market was it skyrocketed the number of people going to buy the big, uh, the big router. Right, and people buying bigger packages just to keep at home, not necessarily to do on their mobile phone or to do at their offices. Right, so for every business, what this strategy basically will mean for you is you having to meet with your team, or you meeting with an external consultant or someone who basically understands strategy. Right, the ability for you to be able to make an action within the market with a very specific expected result. So once you've done that, mm-hmm. then you move to the execution stage, which is now the social media. And we have, and, and that's a lot more easier to do in some way, because um, apart from you coming up with very creative, interesting content and designing that, we have so many tools these days that help you execute, right? So you can put them on some kind of automation and scheduling for you to run through every day. But you are at the finish line waiting to see that result that you, you intended to do. Now, that result could be, you want to increase brand visibility. That result could be you want to increase number of engagement. That result could be that you want to increase number of leads that you get to close offline. Mm-hmm. So um, as, as a business, it's very important that you're not just doing social media, but you're doing digital yeah. strategy. Very, very important. 
Yeah, so, so I, I think, yeah, that's huge to me because many um, people just don't really understand. I think even for those of us who are on social media managing side, because many times people will hire you and say, oh, you know, I want, I have certain um, goals. Oh, yeah, I want to make, yeah. really, Exactly. And they don't really know what KPIs to set to see if those goals are working. Like, so if your aim is to get people to buy things from your website, right? Having many Instagram followers we'll not make might that be we'll make that something. But exactly, but it's not as accurate to see who is actually making a purchase. Because I, I might follow you, but I'm just looking at your page and I never buy anything. Exactly. So to me, you're frustrated because your sales are not increasing, but you, you, you've not set and up the right parameters. a backlash from the client saying, oh, you're not doing exactly, I'm not yeah, seeing anything. not working. Yeah, exactly. Yep, and then they, they, because this is something that I hear from almost everyone. You're, you're hired and you try to explain like, oh, this is, and then they're like, this is what we want and this is how we think we will get it. And when it doesn't happen, it's now a big issue. So I, I, I think people really need to be intentional and really hire, I guess, companies like yours who, who are more able to guide them on specifically what they need to do as opposed to just random, yeah. you know, sponsored ads. Because there's, there's some goals that are short term, some are long term. So one of the first things we do is we we spend we spend the larger part of onboarding a client or onboarding a, a digital partner by listening. We try to really understand what are your goals, what exactly do you want to get out of it. Now, if we're very sure that your goals align very much with execution, we can help you streamline them or make them more clearer to you. So you, you, we, we have we had the clients reach out to us some. Um, some three weeks back, three, three, four weeks back, if I'm not mistaken. And the client was more mm -hmm. specific on, I have, a, I have a fair I want to attend in the next two weeks, right? I have, a, I have a trade fair I want to attend in the next two weeks. But here's the thing, I don't want people coming to that trade fair and seeing my brand as small, right? Because I mm -hmm. don't have about um, 40 followers. So um, mm -hmm. I, I want to give the perception that I've been in business for a long time. Now, Mm -hmm. The package we have will probably tell you, or the package she was probably looking out for was probably something that probably involved posting once a day or maybe three times a week. So if we were posting mm -hmm. three times a week, at the end of the day, we'll probably have found out that in two weeks' time or three weeks' time, only nine posts would have been on that particular page. But rather, instead of doing that, what we mm -hmm. said, what we did was we populated the page with about almost 20 to 30 posts, right? And increased their visibility on numbers, right? so that the brand has a perception of existence for a long time, right? Before we now started, and before that, before, of course, the due date of the fair. And what happened during the fair was we started having lots of engagement because a lot of people were like, oh, okay, uh, it's not like you're tropically so low or you're just starting. So they were engaging more with the brand. And of course, we improved on how their design and aesthetics, all of that was being perceived. And that played a very big role in creating the conversions. Now, automatically, what that did was it created an extra measure of something probably she didn't even expect happening or the lady that owned the business didn't expect happening, which was uh, individuals now reaching out in DM and saying, oh, okay, I like this product. It looks very clean and it looks like your brand has been doing this for a while with the number of posts. They didn't even check the dates. That's the crazy part. You're like, the number of posts mm -hmm. I've seen, which seems so interesting. I would like to buy. How much is this? And we, we had about... Within the first week, we had about seven to ten of those questions happen. Five of that were closed in the first week, but the second week it started increasing in numbers, 
right? And that was not something the, the brand necessarily planned for to happen within a space of one month. But so that became mm. an extra edge on what we did. And when we come back, to, when, when we basically came back to the client, I said, oh, you know what? The first one month, you're, you're probably, um, you probably intended to run this test run package for, it's almost over. So would you be looking towards maybe taking another month, three months or a six month package? And the client's like, oh no, I'm up mm. for the six months, please. In one month, I've seen so much progress than I've done in almost close to like four months of running this by myself. Okay, I think that's very interesting because for, for me as a, you know, I, I'm also on the consumer side and I think um, what you've explained is great and how people can position and create a kind of image that they want before they even get there. But the flip side for me and for many people, because I have, I have, you know, the older people in my family who are new to technology have um, unfortunately falling for a lot of scams. Because, you know, people have a way to curate an experience or, a, or an image that is not exactly true. And I know when, like, even with starting this podcast, like, people always have tips on how you can make yourself look, like fake it till you make it kind of thing. And I feel like there's a thin line between positioning yourself for where you want to be and misleading people. Completely, yes. Misle and misleading is yes. completely off. That's that's not even acceptable mm -hmm. because how long can you even fake that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I, I I see that. I mean, because Nigeria, we are a huge population, you know, so there, there, there are many... Um, characters who are out to just steal people's money and cheat people and i think that there's so many especially in 2020 you know every other day there's a master class grow your business scale this one do this one it's like many of the people there are just sharing information that i don't think makes sense you know so i i think you know those who are listening just be careful um, the kind of places and people you go to to get business advice and people to help you scale your your thing because you don't want to make um, a dishonest face for your brand, basically. So I think people should, people should take note of that, basically. Okay, so um, I want to talk a bit about some of the projects that you guys have worked on, the, the ones you can speak about um, um, clearly. So what kind of um, projects have you worked on what kind of brands have you worked with and if someone wants to you know work or reach out to you guys how can they do that um so i'll start with what kind of projects we've uh, we've worked on uh we're very particular about as i said of course the growth process or the growth value that we, we provide so which is why um we always try to look out for a great fit between a client so we've covered mm -hmm. from industries within the beauty sector to real estate, um, to fintech. Um, mm -hmm. we've, we've also covered within the medical space. Um, we've covered quite a number of, of industries. We've, we've covered investment, which technically is still uh, fintech. Um, we've dived a little bit mm -hmm. into banking. We've gone into um, leisure um, and restaurants, as, as you mentioned previously. Um, We've also moved into media as well. We've also done things for media firms. Um, mm -hmm. Basically what we do is we always have like this chat at work where we get to like look through, oh, what's, what industry have we not touched yet, right? And we put that into mm -hmm. categories and, um, and in e-commerce as well, a larger part in e-commerce as well. Um, mm -hmm. We've also moved into the gadget space. 
um, that's electronics and, and the likes. So, uh, but, but the type of projects specifically have been from brand identity, like um, from logo design to branding you as a whole, all of your collaterals um, to printing. Uh, we, we, have, we had a larger subset of our projects from printing. Although we've been printing for uh, our internal clients, but we're, we're, we're gradually opening up to third party um, designers as well who want to just come print out our press. Um, we're also very heavy on engineering, software engineering. We've built projects for clients within the Nigerian space, Africa as a whole, uh, mm-hmm. clients in the US um, and also Canada, because we're also um, established in Canada as well. Uh, we also built okay. projects for clients in the US and Canada mostly. Um, recent, we're having to work with few clients from Europe, uh, but just a few, a few of them, not, at least not compared to the large, larger number of other clients we've had. Uh, we're also spending a lot of part of our time building um, um, websites, right, for so many individuals. And that's because we've been on this very strong commission to help a lot of people come to the internet, right? So we, we, we've not just tried to make our um, pricing affordable, especially compared to the quality and the body of work we get to provide. Because for us, it's not just always about building um, websites, right? But it's how do you build websites that convert? How do you build websites that grow? Don't forget, within um, within our mission and vision as a brand is to connect people, grow your brand, increase arrival. So those three things have to be completely achieved within all of these various services and products that we provide. Uh, we also have. Um, a data center and hosting business, which we get to where we get to sell domains, SSL, security licenses, um, hosting plan okay. for engineers, that's other developers and designers that intend to build websites, right? We also have services that allow people to buy um, services like Google Workspace and other things um, as well, right? Um, but the larger part, the larger focus on what we've been um, looking, what we've been doing this year is on data and strategy. Those two have been a very strong part of uh, what we've been very committed to. Um, in the first quarter of, of, of 2021, now we've been probably looking at um, launching our foremost um, AI product um, that's going mm-hmm. to transform how businesses are going to be done in Africa as a whole, right? We intend to expand to other parts of the world, but we're very specific about growing the African continent. So um, Nigeria, especially, because I, I don't see how you can solve a local problem before you take it global. As much as people have the reverse mindset, especially maybe because of, uh, when we talked about things of general acceptance and the likes of that, people always want to feel like, oh, if we bring something from the US, that's when it probably will seem valuable. But I'm oh, of yeah. the ideology, I'm of the ideology that if you can solve, if you can solve a problem in Nigeria, it's most likely you mm-hmm. can solve that problem anywhere in the world. because. Everywhere. The diversity yeah. and the complexity of 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 um, creating digital products that can scale and fly in Nigeria is amazing. Like when we were doing most mm-hmm. of our R and D in building our product, we've we've seen um, class types of so many different kinds, from educated to non-educated to internet savvy, and even educated that are not internet savvy, right? And it's it's very um, middle class, high class, low class, informal markets, and the likes of it. So, um, where that that's one of the very big products we're very happy to bring through the markets this year. 
And that's because it's going to help businesses move forward. It isn't just all about um, the fancy part of technology, but it's really going to transform how businesses move forward. We've had about uh, three to six big brands test run this technology, utilizing their processes, and we've seen very interesting results on how they've helped them streamline. So um, it's not the conversation we probably want to dive in so deep into yet, um, because I think we'll rather want to talk about that when we're very close to launch. Um, but, okay. but but most of most of um, our focus has also been on data and then strategy because as I said we're first we're, we're more focused on design and technology initially and we started understanding that there was a soul that was lacking to that process and how businesses were going to scale because they had these two things and the question we were asking was so why is this person not doing so well so we understood we had to be very intentional so that strategy had had to come through. We needed to be very specific about why we're doing specific things and the timing to why we do specific things. The businesses will tell you, okay, you know what? Let's grow your audience first on social media while we're growing your website. And the idea is that we want to transcend all of your audience from that particular um, social media platform over to your website. To your website. Yeah, to your website. And then mm-hmm. how do you keep retention, right? So we, we, have, we, always, we always asking these questions and having very constructive dialogue with uh, businesses. And we've, we've um, happily been able to work for some very notable brands um, in, in Nigeria and as well as outside of Nigeria, um, as well as so many. Um, and m- most times I think what we get to do a lot, uh, we're probably even guilty of that, is we're, we're very focused on putting out the bigger names on the brands that we've worked with or the brands that we've, we've partnered with, right? But, um, and, and that doesn't mean the smaller brands are not as important as that. There's something that is very key to to me personally is because because we all start small and then we intend to scale um i'm always very particular about the sme brands and that's because i love it i always love a journey we're so focused on um results and the end goal that we don't look at the process so we're, we're very engrossed in how do we help smes go through that journey and process we want to we want to be on that very start start day business of business with you and we want to go on that journey mm-hmm. with you as you grow and as you scale. And we're very interested. And we're very intriguing part of your, of your dynamics. And that's why you, we, we get to hear a few of our clients say things like, oh, Hemdol is our digital partner. They don't necessarily refer to us mm-hmm. as the tech company that services them because almost everything that has to do with their digital growth and experience, we are there to provide that. So I think that sums up our body of work. And then how to get in contact with us, um, so many ways. Uh, you could call directly. Uh, we have a we have a hotline support system uh, that gets to attend to um, our clients across multiple time zones. Uh, we also, but very easily, most times we always prefer you get to reach out through the website, and that's because we want to give you a chance to get to explain and very specific about what you want to get out of your business. If are you looking for mm-hmm. branding project, are you looking for a website? Are you looking for more than one? And then you get you got probably get to give us like a, a detailed brief on what you're looking out for. And give or take space of four to six hours, um, we get to reach out back to you, have a free consultation session, or you can send a direct email to business at hemdolinc.io. So I think those are like the constructive three ways that uh, we get to communicate with our clients. Okay, and, and now I will definitely put the information um, in the description of this episode so you guys can click. Oh. And um, you know, contact them if you need their services. Definitely. 
So just to round up, because um, I think we've, we've had a very interesting conversation. Yeah, thank you. Um, you mentioned that, so, so yeah, for our listeners or people who, you know, because 2020 has been an interesting year. And many people are looking for work. And I know I have to ask, in case people are asking the same thing, are you guys hiring? Are you looking to hire new people? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, we, we are. Um, we, we're currently even on that process, which we just we just wrapped up. Um, we, we're probably, to wrap, probably going to wrap that up between today and tomorrow. Been on that for like about a month. Uh, we're previously okay. on the internship um, okay. um, process previously, but um, then we're also looking for um, engineers and designers and digital strategies because what happens as a business is as you scale and have increased demand, you also need to constantly match that demand. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we're looking out to have like... Yes best of teams across the globe. We're not necessarily very centric on location, right? Um, as much as we have a lot, of, a larger mm-hmm. part of our team uh, within the capital city of Abuja, uh, we've also had the opportunity to work, to work with one of yes. the greatest and amazing minds across the world. We have team members um, in the US, we have team members in Lagos as well. So um, are we open to that? The question is yes. Um, if if we we find the niche where we get to have some interest on what skill set you provide and what value you can provide, we'd love to have you on board um, as long as the timing mm-hmm. also fits within when your application is coming through. But for those who would love to apply, um, you can send an email to careers at mdolinc.io. Or you can go on the website, the page for that, where you can also directly get to apply. I, I am personally excited by, you know, I know you mentioned that you work in Canada and I know many of us are trying to get there right now. So I'm just like, you know, if that helps, if we can work it, that way, I will go to Canada and, and, and work <laughs> get there. Get there first. I think that, that's, that's my important thing. Would Nigeria let you go? <laughs> so get there first. Uh, they, they will have to. They will have to. Yeah. They will have to. But okay, but thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and having this conversation. I think it was very um, insightful for our listeners and it's something that is very different, not very different, but we don't really talk about uh, business and serious things really on on this show. So I'm sure most of you are shocked (laughs) by this interview, but I think um, it's it's something that's very important because like I said, the world of the creative and the world of the business uh, person are merging. You know, many people have their own personal brands, their own business managers. And um, especially as we go into the digital age with people saying like, you know, the effects of the pandemic won't be gone completely mm-hmm. to like 2023. Yeah. So 2021 is looking like it's going to be even more of a digital year yeah. than 2020 was. And people like, you know, trains are popping up. People still can't travel. The vaccine is still up in the air, you know, so... I think, you know, the digital and the online space is going to be the major playground for 2021 and not necessarily brick and mortar stores or physical businesses anymore. So, you know, you you guys really uh, look into that space, you know, see how you can um, chew yourself in there, learn new skills and, yeah, just try and adapt because the world is changing. And I, I don't think we're going to go back to before 2020 times anymore. You know, things have changed, definitely. So we have to catch up or be left behind with everything. So that's about, that's about it. So, so, we usually end, so we usually end the show with like a more, 
Yeah. Should we end the show with like a um like a more like casual note in terms of um you know if there's any kind of music or TV show or movies that you're watching or you like or stuff like that, just you know, to let people know a bit more about you personally, if yeah, you wish. Intentional balance on work and um work and um everything outside of work more like right so I, I love movies a lot um i as much as i don't have the time to get mm-hmm. to watch them as much as i would love to but i get to find some time every day to see um no matter how little it is uh but i think song looking song wise i think i've been on a roll with um mellow by leah uh for the past week um i i, I love the sound i love the i love the vocals as well um so mellow by leah I think that's been like my go-to song for the week. That's a new, that's a new artist I haven't heard of before. So yeah, I will check that person okay. out. Thank you. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So thank you so much for thank joining you. us. You know, I hope this um, interview helps some people out there, and you know, helps people discover um, Heimdall technologies. And you know, we'll keep in touch, and hopefully will be able to, you know, watch your company grow and, you know, really reach the heights that you guys wanted to. So thank you again. Have a great day, guys. Bye. And as always, don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe, rate. And, you know, this was a very interesting conversation for me. Like I said, it's a bit different from what we usually do, but I know you guys have the range, you know, to have multiple... conversations at the same time um latest tipper i don't know if you want to be revealed i'll just call you s because that's the first letter of your name thank you for the tip and um we look forward to serving you even better this 2021 you know we have a lot of things planned there are lots of things we're trying to do in this space and um we're really trying to take this more seriously and not just as something that we like to do you know so look out for things coming like subscribe rate tip us if you want to the link is below and so there will be the information about heimdall technologies great company great um interview and yeah we will see you next episode so enjoy this bonus treat